and welcome to the Think Different Podcast episode 89. That's right, we are 11 episodes away from the big 100. This week, since WWDC is coming out the week after this podcast, we decided to go back down memory lane. We have some older, great episodes that we've done in the past, and we wanted to combine a couple of them together into one episode. So this week, we are doing old Apple Store reviews. We take our reviews from Google, Yelp, and we put them here into one episode, the good and the bad of the Apple Stores. But don't worry, we will be back next week for WWDC 21 to discuss what happened on that amazing event. Make sure you follow us here on our YouTube channel as well. Check us out with all the great instruction videos we have. Our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash think different podcast. Our Instagram is at ThinkDifferentPodcast, and our Twitter, which is at ThinkDiffPod. And of course, we have 88 other great episodes you can listen to of the Think Different Podcast. Subscribe now, like us, and give us a five-star review. We could use that. Thank you very much. Enjoy these wonderful clips from our previous episodes talking about the good and the bad of the Apple Store and how customers left their reviews and left the feedback. Exciting. This is, well, we'll just say it's from Mike. So Mike, uh, this is, says in his comments, when we got to this place, it was packed. I'm assuming it was supposed to be packed. <laughs> That's and the other reason why like I copied we were and never it. going uh, to get help. My wife's screen broke on her iPhone and it needed to be replaced. Thankfully, somebody was able to help us and we were in and out of there quicker than I thought it was going to be. Thanks for the help, guys. Um, now, that review, by the way, was taken one week ago. So that means that during the pandemic, this happened. Hmm. At least when he wrote it. So I don't yeah. know if he really was there during it, but sounds like he was there. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, I think this is indicative of the fact that a lot of people still don't know the procedure uh, and don't know what to expect when they get to the Apple Store. Um, they pretty much think it's it's just like when they grow, go to the grocery store and they go to the deli counter and uh, they say, hey, you know, they can squeeze in and say, I want, I want a half a pound of this and a half a pound of that. The, the process here in the Apple Store is just like a doctor. You make an appointment and you come in at your time and then... Even though it's crowded and, and and the store is really broken up into three sections, you have the geniuses at the back, the creatives are kind of just in front of them in what they call the family room, and then in the front of the store you have all the specialists. Now you may have specialists that are standing around looking t to talk to somebody about a product. So when a customer comes in for a repair, or in this case a screen, they may see those people standing there and say, these people are just standing around shooting the shit. When, in fact, it's not really their responsibility to uh, fix a phone. And you really wouldn't want most of those individuals to fix the phone because that's not their area of expertise. And whose fault is that, though, 
that they don't know that. Well, would you blame Apple for not making it clear? Or would you blame someone who's in the front of the store not educating the journey how an Apple store works? I, I think it's kind of both. Um, I, I think Apple can help by promoting the process, having commercials where someone comes in and the person at the front of the store finds out what the issue is and starts them on their journey. I think they should do some sort of advertising that indicates that. Okay? Um, so, so I think it's a combination. But I think I, I'm always surprised that people just don't understand the process because, I don't know, I go into an Apple store no matter where I go. So um, I guess people just don't go in there unless they have a problem. And I'm hoping one day that changes to where Apple sees that. And back when we first started, you remember the concierge. Right. It was a computer that was sitting in the middle of the store right when you walked in. And those team members specifically guide you to the right person in the store. That is what their role was. And that's the only thing they really did. Yep. Was to guide how... Now, I don't know why Apple got rid of that, but I don't think they just wanted to appear in the middle of the store with a... With a, with a and by the way, this, the concierge system we used was actually the name of the software that we used as well. And we still do to this day. And it's amazing how that was a front-facing system. Like, this is a background at a website that yeah. was showing right in the front. And we were checking them in. Of course, now with iPads, that, that there was no need for that. And I still think those people should still exist. I think concierge was a perfect system to where they know how to guide people in the store. And I'm, and I'm sorry to say, not everyone from a specialist is going to have a one way of doing it, and a, and a family room person is going to have another way of doing it. So that's what I think. But the good thing about this review is that this guy was happy at the end of the day. Even though he wasn't, guy, felt like he wasn't guided the right way, the repair got done. They did it quickly, which, you know, I think there's a new system where they're tracking times right. to know when the repairs are done perfectly instead of just guessing the time. Yeah. It's helping that out. And then today it got a fix. Not a bad deal. All right. One star review. It was about a week ago, so it was re actually huh. pretty relevant, pretty recent. Need a repair? Question mark. Beware in capital letters. I had an issue with my MacBook Pro's keyboard. Apparently, it is a very common issue, i.e. design flaw. The repair was completely covered, but the beware here, in capital letters again, is that I received a call that Apple found a memory issue after the repair, which would require $750 to address. Previously, I have had no issues with the performance of my MacBook. When I asked how do I know if this issue was not a result of the keyboard repair, the associate asked if I read the fine print before the repair. Apple is not responsible for any damage they caused during repairs. That was all in capital letters. This seems very crazy to me. If I bought my car in to get service for a dent in the fender, if it came back with a new unrelated issue, I would expect appropriate repairs to be made. Ultimately, I cannot prove that Apple caused a memory issue, in quotations, and I cannot know if they did not cause an issue. I am pointing this fine print policy out so that others are aware. The immediate fallback to this policy is the reason for my poor rating. Despite my 30 plus year Apple patronage, I will reconsider my future Apple engagement more carefully. Wow. That's a fishy one. That's an interesting one. 
That is, that is interesting. Yeah. When we send devices out, there is always a chance that we could find something else going on because there are more advanced diagnostics to run that to validate that everything was prepared correctly. So if they do find yep. an issue, here's what I what I think they could have done with this. If I, if I'm thinking of a manager stance of it, if they did the repair and they brought it back, let's say they did the repair and then he said it didn't do the memory problem. You know, let's mm-hmm. say he took it back. I wonder if that was an option given to him or not, which we don't right. know. That would have been one thing is like, okay, did you offer him an option to do that? Now, the second thing is for that MacBook Pro, the memory is soldered to the logic board, which means the entire logic board has to be changed, which is why the price is so high. The more compact we want these things, the more stuff that's put on the main board, and that yep. affects price because everything's got to get changed with of that. Course. So that's very important to know. So this was a hard one. I could understand the review, I'll be honest. But I, I, uh, I'm kind of interested what happened if, if uh, he ended up getting repaired or not. We don't know the answer to that, but that's kind of the mystery. Uh, maybe Tim could reach out to him and ask him. <laughs> uh, actually, that would um, be a better re- idea. This is from the Apple Fashion Fair from Muhammad. And he says, very rude employees, as much as their manager, Scott. That's what he told me his name is. Appointment were at 2.45, and I arrived at the store around 2.16 p.m., requested to be attended a little earlier because I was early and had to go pick up my kids from school, but I was told no. I have to make an appointment. I can't be seen 15 minutes early. It just makes me angry. Store was not busy at all, and there were more employees and customers, and most of them were standing and chatting, including their manager, and telling me they were busy with a BS on my face. The Apple Store is making Apple brand look terrible in customer services. Someone have to do uncover audit to the store. Okay, that's a little crazy. All right. So that part of the end I will not disagree with, but I could see why he's not happy with that. And again, Frank, this goes back to the first review. And this is why I like how these right. tie in. If you don't explain it, how right. are they supposed to know? Right, right. Yeah. And I hate and I hate the doctor comparison because no one likes going to a doctor. I don't know unless you do. God bless you, but no one wants to go to a doctor. Right. And the doctor analogy, I hate that. I almost like to say it as a auto mechanic is right. uh, was one I like to use, only because doctor just sounds terrible. I don't you know auto mechanic can be kind of like a little bit better, but no one wants to be there either. So right. It's like no matter way I, I could try to figure it out. It's like the only way I could think of it. Bottom line is, is that I think the store could have checked. Now, 216 compared to 245, you're talking about a half hour difference. Typically, we were told 15 minutes is like the earliest you can check in for right. the appointment. The other reason why we don't check in people in early is that he's going to be skipped. Because right. people, if people have appointments at 1230... And he's sitting back on the bar, and he's being skipped. He's yes. going to look at that as a problem. Yes. So that's why we need to explain, say, hey, you have an option. I could check you in now. However, there could be people that have been taken ahead of you. Or two, you can come back in around this time, and I could check you in a little early where you might be seen. And explaining that, I very clearly don't think that was explained to him. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah. get his frustration. Yeah, I, I do. Um, and again, I, I definitely think that if he spoke to a manager, uh, so, it's certainly something the manager should have explained the process to him. Right. And that's where my problem is that 
And this is why I liked being in the front of the store because of my 10-year experience. I know how it works to better than anybody else that worked in that store, which is why even though I was a genius technician, I wish there was a role called concierge where I would just stay up there all day and un and make sure I know how to understand how the store works. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing, too, is, Will, um, if, you, if you did end up checking somebody in early um, – and they started wandering around the store. Yes, that's a yes. Th that's another problem. That's another thing someone does. Exactly. Because the techs, the geniuses, are looking for that person in the genius bar area. Yep. Not they don't they don't put your name up on the board or they don't announce your name over the loudspeaker. It's you know, there's a description in the concierge app. And that's what they look for, whether it's you're wearing a plaid shirt, uh, a hat, uh, you know, blue jeans or whatever it may be. That's what they look for. Uh, they don't they don't call your name out. So, again, I can understand why this guy was upset. I think the team did a terrible job explaining how the store works. Or if they did, he obviously didn't get that message very clearly. Uh, to it, and maybe he wouldn't have wrote even a review at all if he was done correct. If it was done at a, at a correct level, wish I could leave no stars. Complete colossal waste of time. Son had Beats solo headphones that were just out of warranty and seemed to have a small issue <laughs> with not locking into the headpiece. Spent thirty minutes on the phone with Apple to help, with help yesterday, and the person said. Can't even make an exception without seeing you, so you should go to the Apple Store and make an appointment. Well, Apple Store rep was courteous, but couldn't offer zero real help, besides suggesting to have it fixed for $400 bucks, which they were $300 new. So, upset, rest of the family has Apple products and has given this company tens of thousands of dollars over the years. For me, I have an Android, and I only hope Apple goes out of business. Well, sorry, Larry. That last pot is not going to happen. As far as the solo At least not headphone, anytime soon. Nope. And for the Beats, I can't stress it enough. Going to the Apple Store is a complete waste of time. Yep. The Beats are always going to be sent out. And so, I'm gonna, Larry, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> you know, you never go to the Apple Store with your Beats. Again, this goes back to the Apple Support app, which will never suggest you go into the store, probably unless you are doing a hardware repair, which in this case it is because it sounds like it wasn't snapping back in the uh, head part. That's what, that's what it sounds yeah. like to me. And yeah, out of warranty beads suck. The, the price is terrible. It's not worth it at all. It, it's always worth to buy a new pair, but which again, sucks. With the Apple Support app, those those beats would be registered under that Apple ID. But, but I, the, uh, and this is right. Oh, I'm not mad at him because he was told to go to the store to make an right. exception. Right. Yeah, so which... it just made the experience worse. It made Apple look bad. Yeah. Uh, Apple, specifically Freehold look bad for this reason, which is not right. And the person, whoever the tier one is, needs to get a little bit of an ass chewing yeah. because he should have never sent him to the store to get an override of a, of a uh, Beats. The, I can tell you right now, Beats are never overridden in warranty. They never are. I, I I can't even remember a time where someone covered a pair of Beats headphones for somebody, ever. Huh. Really? I, I can't even think of a time. 
well, I can remember the time in the store when uh, the managers, you know, you had, you, if somebody was just out of warranty or something and they said, well, what do you want to do? You know, right. and you could just say, well, I think we should give it to them. And they said, well, go ahead. Right. You know. All right. But if they were out of warranty, and that's the thing about these heads, the warranty things have to be done by case by case basis. Yeah. I mean, that's a physical hardware problem. And if Apple doesn't have a, you know, they don't have coverage for that bending issue. I mean, the Beats headphones are plasticky. They're not that great. Just get a pair of AirPods Pro. They probably they won't do go. that. They won't do that. But, you know, uh, you know, Beats are tough. Beats are really tough because the out-of-warranty justification is not good. And they only have a year warranty. They and haven't if you're changed four- that since uh, Apple bought them? Mm-mm. Hmm. So, in my opinion, Beats is not exactly the best... You know they don't they don't they're not behind that brand anymore. They're servicing them for the heck sake of doing it, but the AirPods is where they're going with because they have Apple Care options. You know this doesn't. You know what does that tell you? Yeah. So let's talk about the final review that we have today from the Apple Store Fifth Avenue. So it, this one had the most reviews. Over ten thousand reviews were on this store. Horrible service. It, oh, this is from Angela, by the way. Horrible service. They didn't care about my problem and blamed the problem on me. I went in again to fix my battery drainage problem because of the technician I had two days ago told me that if there was a problem, to come to the store again and they would have another solution for me. This time, the check-in person was rude and said that it was my fault for using my phone too much when I only used it to listen to music and also told me my battery dies in four to five hours, but they said that... Because I use it intensely, I barely have anything on my phone. Very unsatisfied. Some technicians are nice, but today I met two that were very impatient and rude. They just blamed the problem on me before I got my battery change. Before I got a battery change, I could probably use it for a day, but ever since I changed the batteries, it would only I would only use it for three hours. The second time I went in, they changed it, and now it lasts four to five hours, but it's still not. But still not much, so I went in with a technician. I'm going to probably cut that last part out. Yeah. So I am curious what the last technician wrote in for the notes that the next person who saw that took it a different way. So because it sounds like they had a good experience the first time. Right. They're back. If someone came back twice... I'm not going to send them home again to come back. I'm sorry. Right, right. There's no way I'm going to do that. Right. And that's probably the biggest mistake I think most technicians would make. Obviously, they were not changing the battery or the phone at all, and it seems like they were blaming it on her usage. Right. Now, there is a lot of great data in here for us to use. I mean, honestly, the data that you see is the same data that we kind of grab. The only thing that we grab is we, we see the pattern a little bit more clear. Um, unless they changed something since we've been there, but yeah, that was uh, that's a pretty bad review, and I think that yeah, I, I don't know what the solution is. I think this one would kind of we need to see the notes to get a clear a definition of what the first person wrote yeah. on there. But but wouldn't you wouldn't you have looked at that as the when the person came in? I guess the third time, right? Just say okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna swap the phone out. I'd have to know what she did the first time. 
Right, right. Did she like wipe the phone clean and go back to factory settings? Did she restore from a backup? Did we just tell her to stop using apps? Did we turn off cellular data on some product? You know, like these are all the different questions I would be asking, and, and that's something I would need to see the phone for. But clearly, they didn't fix her problem. Yeah. And well, like I said, you never want someone to come back multiple times. It is just a bad experience unless you have the iPhone six plus where your screen kept freezing all the time. Which most, I don't know if you remember this, but there was one customer that came back almost every three months and <laughs> before her 90-day warranty expired, and she I had to change her phone again. And I literally changed yeah. so many times that we had to upgrade her to a success wow. for free. One of the things that kind of related to this is that, and to your point, there's so many things going on that sometimes you need to have the customer kind of back up and take another look. Now, my wife, on her phone, her phone will drop calls in my living room, and my phone is fine, not one problem. And I suspect that there's some software that is causing that issue. And I've told her I would erase everything on the phone, and then, you know, reinstall it, but I would not bring it back from a backup. I would then go to the store and just download the apps that she wants on the phone. Um, now, and she just doesn't doesn't want to do that. Um, but oh. that's you know again that's the option. I said, well, if you don't want to do that. Then you got to live with it. Yep. So, so when she gets a that's, call, and that's a and great honest answer, room, though, isn't it? She, what's that? That's a great honest answer. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if I was having the same issue in the same place, I'd say, well, okay, there's, there's either something wrong with the reception in our house or whatever, but that's not the case. So she has to get, she gets up and she'll go into the kitchen or out into the garage. And I, I still think it has something to do. Now, when we get the new phones, I'm hoping that I can convince her not to do, not to restore it from a backup, mm -hmm. but just to log in and just download the apps that she wants. Yep. And my volume, like a perfect example, my volume wasn't going past 70% on my phone or my watch or anywhere. And that was annoying because, of course, I kind of like my volume at 100%. And it was just... Like to the point where I was like, when I get my new phone, I didn't restore from the backup, so I tried to organize as best I could, and it worked. And of course, anytime I restore from a backup, it didn't work. Face it, people, restoring from the backup brings a problem over from a previous backup. It happens right. on Macs, it happens on phones. The backup just unfortunately is no way to get around that. So well, sometimes you just got to start over from scratch. Yeah. And yeah. God forbid you take an extra couple of minutes and organize your damn stuff where you want to put it. Right. It's like if your backup is corrupt, it, I mean, it's backing up your phone. If your phone is corrupted from a software issue, then when you restore from that backup, it's going to bring back the same problem. Right. And, and who knows for this person's issue what that was related to. But I feel like the notes from the first person may not have been clear. Yeah. For them to, to think the way they're doing it and blaming the customer. I mean, there's times I blame the customer, but I have data to back that up. You know, well, if 
I mean, that may be true, but there's no, there's still no excuse for being uh, impatient and rude. Right. I agree. Yeah, You're absolutely yeah. right. So, so this one, I, I these lot, these two, I signed on the customers on all the bad ones I picked today. I looked at them. I was like, you know what? The customers are probably right. I really think that their view of it is right. And I, I there's been others where I, where I've been, I think it's stupid. But these two, I don't. And well, you know, I, I, the majority of the ones that that I've seen in in both Freehold and uh, Quaker Bridge, um, a lot of the times. The manager would come in, and they would always, at least the, what I remember, they would always end up trying to give the customer whatever they could to satisfy them. You know, it's not to say that they always got everything they wanted, but they would always try to uh, help them out as best they could. And most of the time, the manager is back up the technician. Yeah.